It's your boy Rabino. And this DJ Erm in the building. And you listen to the Up and Up podcast. Yeah. Wait, what are we doing? I don't know. Just listen. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What it do, what it do. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuning to the Up and Up podcast. I'm your host, Rabino. And I'm DJ Erm, man. DJ Erm, man. How you doing? What it do, man? How, how you doing? I'm good. You never asked me that. That's what I I'm saying. I just you. realized that. Now I got to start asking you. I'm doing well, bro. I'm doing well. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. That's what's I'm up. Feeling blessed. You know, it's a beautiful Thursday evening. Always. We got another up and up episode. It's episode 25. <laughs> wow. Man. We're moving, man. 25. We're man. moving. We're moving. Um, yeah, man. Definitely want to uh, say this is your first time tuning in. This is the podcast where we focus on cultivating the culture. Uh, we do that through providing amazing stories on this platform of people, individuals, groups who are just doing doing dope shit, right? Always. To sum it All up, that. right? They're they're going after their goals, their visions, their dreams, and they're letting nothing stop them, and they're staying on the up and up, right? It's a lifestyle. Yeah. It's, a, yeah, it's yeah. a lifestyle. It's a way of always. life. Um, again, obviously, I'm always going to shout out our supporters. Shout out to the listeners. Shout out to all the viewers, man. We appreciate you guys. We appreciate everything you're doing for the movement um, and the culture as well. So this is for y'all. Make sure to rate, subscribe, and review. You can catch all our episodes. And like it too. And like it too. That, Make sure man. you like it too. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, hit that like button. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can catch all our episodes on YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Just type in the Up and Up podcast, and that, that's where you can find it. Um, also, make sure to follow us at, on all social media platforms at underscore the up and up so you can stay tapped in. Mm-hmm. And I also do want to mention again, as I did last episode, we got some lovely items on the, on the table here. Right. We got the uh, limited edition Cultivate Culture dad hats. When I say limited, they're they're going quick. Yeah. Right. They're going quick. So um, and we do have an online story that's coming soon. So, yeah, yeah make sure to uh, go Be ahead and look out. Go ahead and just message the up and up DM. That's at underscore the up and up uh, to make a purchase. And we can get you guys a hat for sure. right now. Now, um, getting that out the way again, like I said, we always have a dope guest come up here. Right. Always. Always. Right. Always. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you pick them. Sometimes I pick them. Sometimes the people pick them. Sometimes they pick themselves, yeah, right? Exactly. And they just pull up here, you know? right? Um, <laughs> and so today's guest, I would say, is a woman who's who's making power moves out here in the Northwest, right? For sure. Um, with her ideas, but more importantly, with her drive, right? Ooh, Oops. I like yeah, how you did yeah, that. You know what I'm saying? Like Hold on to that word, that. drive, right? Um, I'd say she's an innovative mind who's always keeping everything she's doing on the up and up, right? Obviously, otherwise she wouldn't be here with us tonight. Um, she is the co-founder of New Cutting Edge, and streamline online car shopping platform Priya. Priya, right? Did I pronounce it right? Amen. Okay, yeah. see? Amen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Tell you, man, these reading skills paying off. Um, based, <laughs> it's based out here in Seattle. Um, and not only is this platform shaking up the automotive um, shopping industry um, and, I guess, car shopping experience and taking it to new heights, mm-hmm. it's, also, um, it's also driven with the hopes of leveraging the platform to, to attend to the marginalized communities as well, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Which is something that I'm always happy to see. And Say I'm sure that. everybody in this room is. Now, we'll just get straight to it. Our guest is none other than the boss lady and ultimate hustler herself, Denise Aguilar. Can we get a, hey. can we get a round of applause? 
Yes, 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 yes. How you doing? Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Thank you, thank <laughs> you for finding for sure. us on, on, yeah. A, yeah, yeah. on a Thursday night. How are you doing? Amazing. You're great Thursday. It's great. It's going good. Um, now, you did say you did your homework. You said you've listened to some episodes. So I if did, you're familiar, you know we usually start the show with the quote of the day. Right? Quote, yes, man, sir. Quote, quote, man, quote, man across the <laughs> way. What you, what you got for us today? All right. Quote of the day today is having the positive belief that it'll all be okay just means that you hustle and make it work because failure is not even an option in your own mind. Mm. By Natalie Massinet. Mm. Yeah. You know I'm gonna tell you to run it back, right? I know, I know. <laughs> run that back it's for like the people. It's like when the teacher tells you to read yeah. out loud. You're just like, damn. <laughs> like, damn, it ain't over. <laughs> do it, do it again for the people yeah. in the back, so they can, so they can actually for show sure. that one. For sure. So the quote is: "Having the positive belief that it will all be okay just means that you hustle and make it work because failure is not even an option in your own mind." Mm. That's yeah. powerful. It's not an option, bro. It's not. Yeah, it's we not. Ain't it's, it's all perspective based, right? Yeah. Um, so we bring in the quotes, obviously, uh, they're dope quotes. It gets, it gets the conversations tone set, but we also want to bring in a quote that may t- tie into um, our guests, right? And your story. Um, so if you can, for the listeners out there, obviously I kind of hinted to what Priya is, but if you can kind of give them a glimpse of what the mission is and, and, and what you guys are aiming to encomp- accomplish with, uh, with Priya, uh, we'd love to hear it. Yeah. So Priya stands for pre automotive. Okay. And we're here to be your personal car shopper. Mm. So we're here to help you just find exactly what works for you instead of you spending so many months searching online mm-hmm. and then you have FOMO at the end. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It tends yeah. to happen often. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's, 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 <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a tough process, right? It is a tough process. It's a long process. It's a discriminatory process, mm. especially for people like us. Yeah. When we're looking at the, honestly, the, the main option is to go on the dealership floor and then who do you usually see at the dealership floor? Mm-hmm. Mm. Dealer. Dude in a suit. Yeah. In what color? Yeah. Are you white? Yeah. yeah. Most times. Most yeah. times. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then you have to try to negotiate with him, haggle oh, with him, man. and then get the right car. Even if you came in with the idea that you wanted, he's like, oh, but I got this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let me sell you this. Mm. And you're just like, you're wasting my time. Yeah. yeah. You're wasting my time. I know exactly what I wanted. There are people who even have cash. Yeah. And they still spend eight hours. Who spends eight hours? If you have cash. That's a whole shift. It should be man. like this. <laughs> no, you're right. Because they be going to the back room. They, they, yeah, they just do the whole little thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but damn, <laughs> we're trying to crazy. cut that. We're just trying yeah. to cut that completely. And, so. make, and, and really just make it a more pleasurable, um, enjoy, enjoyable be, experience. Right? Exactly. Like the way we're seeing it is it needs to be almost like buying a shoe. Like I love shopping. So mm-hmm. I think I have enough experience to tell you, mm-hmm. oh, this is how shopping should be. Yeah. And with the automotive industry, I entered that industry in 2014 when I moved to Seattle four years ago. Okay. And it's a mess. Dealerships are complaining about not trusting consumers, and consumers are complaining they're not trusting dealerships. Mm. So no one's trusting each other. Yeah. So what are we going to do? Yes, there's solutions out there. Yeah. I can name all of them. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. But you're going through the same process no matter what avenue you choose, whether it's online, whether it's in person, you still have to go inside the dealership and you still have to negotiate and haggle. Yeah. So why not have someone who's an expert so you can actually live your best life? Mm. Yeah. I like that. Damn, that's dope. I like that. Yeah, yeah. That's I, I, I want to live my best life. Yes. And I, and I yeah. <laughs> especially, especially when I hop in that whip, right? And I'm and I'm riding, right? Um, but to get to, to get to that point, it is a process. Now you hinted um, when you moved to Seattle, so yes. you you know you kind of obviously made it clear that you're not originally from here, right? No, no. So we always want to make sure that when people you know listen to the stories of our guests that are on this show, they also get a better idea of how you came about 
right? Like how did how did how did Denise get to Seattle, right? Huh. Um, so where did it kind of start for you? Where did you grow up? Um, and guys, how did that kind of build this this path that you're on right now? Man, my path is not linear at all. Mm. <laughs> not even close. Mm, yeah. If anything, it's just been this roller coaster of trying things, basically failing forward. Mm, I yeah. believe in strongly failing forward until you find something that sticks. I do too. Yeah. So my story of finding something that sticks is all over the place. Mm -hmm. It started with honestly waking up one day when I was super little and realizing I want to be an actress. Mm, I mm. loved acting at the mm. time. I can see. I can just, just tell the vocal, yeah. the vocal inflections. Know, you right? got that down. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I took that very seriously. It was a craft. I went to arts high school in Newark, New Jersey. That's mm. where I'm from, Newark. And there I was exposed to so many opportunities through arts high school. Mm -hmm. But then my mother decided, oh, we should go to a regular high school for me to focus more on my education versus just the arts because oh. – not gonna lie, I was solely focused on acting, theater, dance, music. Yeah. I didn't pay attention to mathematics or science or. I mean, yeah. I don't think you could really do both. It's kind of hard, right? Yeah. Well, that was part of the curriculum. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to pass. Yeah. You're, you're either all the way in or you're yeah. like, exactly. you, know, you can't be one foot in, one foot out with the arts. I feel like you got to be all the way in, yeah. it, right? And I was all in, but of course, my grades need to be sustained because mm -hmm. college, you know. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. So I transferred out to a traditional high school back in Kearney, New Jersey. And from okay. there, I never left acting. I continued pursuing it. So mm -hmm. I did all the plays. Just never. I never stopped. Mm -hmm. okay. But then I went to college, <laughs> mm -hmm. got into college for theater. And then this is the story. It happened with student loans. A lot of things changed because of debt. And honestly, that is the story. Yeah. The story of grit, the story of debt the story of student loans like student loans really has affected our country completely where yeah. we are making financial decisions because of that debt yeah. mm. so i had to change my decisions i was like okay i'm no longer be a theater major i need to now switch to something a little more practical mm -hmm. mm. so i chose communications because yeah. at least with communications i felt like i can at least attain the arts and apply to something practical which advertising communications marketing whatever yeah, yeah you're yeah. not like too, you're not too far away from i'm it. not yeah, too yeah. far yeah. away from that and then mm. i minored in business mm. so in that school, it was called Fairleigh Dickens University in Madison, New Jersey. So mm -hmm. I kept at least with that. Okay. But then again, the story of grit, the story of struggle, the story of money. <laughs> it all yeah. comes down to money. It comes down yeah. to money. Money, money, money. Oh, <laughs> my that. goodness. You need that to make moves, right? So I was like, okay, let's be a weather girl. We can make money. I'll be on TV showcasing the weather. You'll get to know things, and I could do science. Yeah. I took that class, got a D. <laughs> wow. I'm like, okay, this is not going to work anymore. I need to switch something else. Okay. So instead of weather and science, I was like, okay, let me work into pharma. New Jersey's really huge with pharmaceuticals. Mm -hmm. So much money in there. Okay. I was fortunate enough to be accepted in some amazing paid internships, which already that's rare. Mm -hmm. At least back in 2009. Yeah, Look, yeah. What is paid internships? Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. And I realized I can't get to my internship. <laughs> I looked at the train wow. schedule. I looked at the bus schedule. I looked at even walking there. It wasn't, it wasn't even an option because yeah. the train tracks, just safety, yeah. being a woman, being yeah. under 19. Yeah. So I couldn't even pursue the career of pharma because I couldn't even get to the location. And this is all while you're still in school, While correct? I'm still in school. Okay. Oh, yeah. I hustled hard in school. Wow. And so the next best option was, okay, I could take the train into Manhattan. So what opportunities are in Manhattan? Luckily, Manhattan is a breeding ground for so many jobs and yeah. so many careers. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. But I love fashion. Okay. I love shopping. I love clothes. I love magazines. I love editorials. Mm. So I was very fortunate to have amazing opportunities at, it started with Harper's Bazaar and then W Magazine and then Vogue. Mm. So that actually perfectly segues into Priya because mm. that experience ties directly to how we're running Priya. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. 
<laughs> yeah. Wow. I told you it's all over the place. Yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah, no, definitely. And and I think you know the biggest thing I've, I'm taking right now, just from this early experience of you finding what it is you want to do yeah. and put out to this world, is you tried a lot of shit. Yeah. And we talk about that a lot on our episodes. Is you have to try shit. You mm-hmm. have to know what you don't want. You yep. have to know, and that's how you find out what you do want, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Now, you you touched on being an actress, right? <laughs> or, or, or I mean. And I don't think that ever ends, right? I'm pretty sure you can still hop in a movie role if they ask you today, right? Well, entrepreneurship in the end is like one big show. Bam! Yeah. <laughs> it's a show that never yeah. ends. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> so the two hours is like years. That's exactly what I was getting at. I feel like you le- you were able to draw a lot of experiences from being uh, an actress into entrepreneurship. Because mm-hmm. like I was, when we were talking about earlier was when you're an entrepreneur, you're on your own. Mm-hmm. When you go into those casting and uh, casting mm-hmm. and auditions and things like that, you're on your own, right? Yes, yes, so, yes, yes. um I guess was so. Did that make it easier? It made. Did you think about that as you were transitioning? Like, oh, I could do this because I did acting. Or it helps with the mindset. Okay. It helps with the mindset a ton because the thing is, a lot of people who haven't experienced the entrepreneurial world, mm-hmm. they think, oh, let me just pitch this idea, and the VC is going to give me three million dollars, and everything's yeah. going to be glorious. Well, yeah. number one, I'm a woman. Number two, I'm black. And number two, I'm Afro Latina. <laughs> yeah. So we have a lot of intersectionalities right there that I need to work with. That's real. And then. On top of that, with acting, you are accustomed to the no. Mm-hmm. Because, again, it's a numbers game. You mm-hmm. are auditioning nonstop until you finally get that one role that will give you the break. Yeah. So that same thinking, that same mindset is directly applied to at least funding. Yeah. So for others who are so depressed and crying, oh, I can't get money. I'm like, dude, it's a numbers game. So just keep going. Trust yourself. Yeah. And get it done. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And so that's, so that's the East Coast story. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's tough for the East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking about the East Coast, I mean, you spent most of your life out there. Mm-hmm. So what's like some of the differences, similarities, <laughs> whether it's like within business, life, food, anything? Life, everything. Oh, my gosh. So. <laughs> There's a lot, right? Yeah. She had to take a deep breath. <laughs> I do. I do. Because. What, what's the one that stuck out like instantly? Driving. <laughs> Drivers <laughs> in Seattle are wild. Because they are, <laughs> the thing is, back in the East Coast, it's drivers first, walkers second, because cars move faster than people. Mm-hmm. So get out of the way faster, right? Oh, yeah. In Seattle, they're like, no, I'm going to wait for you to walk. You drive faster. You should move faster. <laughs> move so then I can walk behind you. I like, agree. What are we doing? I agree. Yeah. I agree. So the pace. The pace is so much lower here, which mm. is good and bad, I suppose, but it's Well, fine. I've heard, um, I remember the first time I ever went to New York to visit I was told by someone who lived there, and they said um, the, the the traffic, the foot traffic at, like, midnight is, like, primetime traffic here, like, at 5 o'clock. So what you get at 5 p.m. here is probably similar to what you may get in New York at midnight in, in regards to pace. I agree. I think I yeah. think so. I agree. I think so. I agree. Because Girl, that's what I noticed when I was out there. Yeah. Whenever we have, uh, like, major traffic back in New York, I remember vividly walking just in the street. Like, yeah. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not walking on the sidewalk. I'm walking with the cars. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so why, why Seattle? Because, obviously, for those of us that live in the city, um, I can't tell you how many times I, I meet someone and I'm like, hey, where are you from? And they're like, oh, I'm not from here, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, why, what, what is it, from your perspective, that drew you to the Northwest? That's literally totally opposite of the, of the country, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and then obviously we'll get into like who you met like Steve is his name Steve Steven, yeah. yeah so but what drove you to Seattle particularly what was it about us out here well the we true just fly, story we just fly out here you like us true story <laughs> <laughs> I did fly out here um, <laughs> so the true story is God so mm. I was living in Brooklyn Bed Stuy Lexington Troop okay 
And I remember sitting on my couch after working at a payroll company for two and a half years or so, and a voice literally came in my head saying, Seattle. And I literally did not understand why. I was like, oh, maybe I'm drunk. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's like, why? Why Seattle? And then I ignored it. I ignored it for about two weeks. Yeah. Wow. The voice. And then it got louder and louder and louder. And I don't know if you know Oprah and actually a few other celebrities talk about how they, there's a whisper. And what that whisper is basically the universe telling you to, to act, to yeah. do something. Mm. And when you ignore that feeling, that notion, that idea, it, it starts popping up everywhere in your life. Mm. It's like a sign, a yeah, sign, yeah. a sign. And it's not that you're searching for the sign. It literally is like slapping you in the face. It's searching yeah. for you. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's, it's relentlessly yeah, coming yeah. after you. Literally, it was coming at me in all directions. Wow. All directions. Wow. And so the moment I remember, I was like, all right. Tonight, today is the day. I'm going to my boss, who was luckily the VP of New York, and I told him in his office, I want to move to Seattle. He asked why. I said, I don't know, orcas. <laughs> He's like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, I just want to move. Let's just do something different. And so he made a few phone calls in the office in Seattle, and uh -huh. literally, he's like, okay, you, you are able to work here in two weeks. Just let me know when you're ready for an apartment, yada, yada, yada. Wow. Damn. So I remember I was in Central Park, actually, with my laptop looking for Wi-Fi and looking for an apartment at the same time, and I found an apartment blindly. Everything was blind, mm -hmm. just to be clear. Yeah. I never visited the Pacific Northwest at all. Wow. Mm. I found an apartment. They shipped me the keys the day before I had to move here. So I was this close to not knowing where I was going to sleep with my mom and my cat. <laughs> mm, damn. Um, they showed me the keys, and everything lined up so rapidly in two weeks. Mm. Everything. God's plan. I, God's timing. That was it literally works. God. Everything got done. I was like, whoa, that was fast. It works. <laughs> it works. Yeah. Man, that is like, yeah, that's crazy. That'd <laughs> be like the, 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 yeah, that would be like an uneasy feeling for me. Like, I'm just like, damn, I don't even know where I'm about to stay or whatever. But no, I feel man. like, no. I, but I feel like you at that point you you've kind of been used to pushing yourself to to challenge yourself and try things that are uncharted, right? Well, yeah, since day one. Yeah. So just the simple fact that I am a woman, mm -hmm. the simple fact that I'm Afro Latina, first mm -hmm. generation American, my yeah. family's Colombian. Mm -hmm. I already entered so many spaces as the first, mm. like the first to even try acting, the first to get a college degree the first to get a master's the mm -hmm. first to move across the country the mm -hmm. just the first in so many spaces so at that point i just realized you know what i might as well just continue yeah. there's nothing new yeah i I'm, can't be second now i'm uncom yeah. i'm comfortable being uncomfortable at this point mm. talk about that because wow. i think that's important for our listeners and viewers who are striving like again a lot of people that listen to this show have ideas right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they they have journeys that they're on yeah. and they want to continue to pursue those journeys and I think being uncomfortable is one of those things you just have to accept. Exactly. Um, and it just takes trying shit. It just takes pushing yourself and failing and accepting failing. Like you said, fail forward, right? Amen. Fail forward, man. Everybody says that shit. Will Smith says that shit. It's true. Right? Listen to him. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so now you're in Seattle, right? Yes. And obviously, um, I know Priya, Priya was probably something that you were thinking about for a while, but... Um, interesting enough, you said you met the co-founder, Steven. Mm -hmm. um, was it was he working with you at the same job, or was it at a specific location? Where did you guys meet? So I met him the third day I was in Seattle. Mm. I moved here on a well, – yeah, that was the third day. I moved here on a Saturday. Okay. Sunday, I bought my life. I had a spreadsheet <laughs> of everything I needed. <laughs> Couch, furniture, bed, where it stored a hit. Prices, everything. Wow. So You're we organized. Yeah. Extremely. That's what I'm getting from this, yeah. We got it all done in a day. 
we zip car truck yeah. got it done so on monday my mom is setting up my apartment and i went straight to work mm. and then he came to my desk he's like Ugh. well you're new your name is denise i was like yeah i'm denise <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> this is my memory he's gonna kill me he's like oh where are you from? I'm sitting and he's on my cubicle. Oh, man. He's like, where are you from? Oh, I'm from New York, New Jersey. Oh, I live there too. We should get lunch. Okay. <laughs> we never got lunch. <laughs> yeah. But we did develop a friendship. Okay. So luckily at that job, if you ever want to take a vacation because we manage dealerships, mm. you need someone to take care of those accounts. Mm. So whenever he traveled to France or Africa, I was just like, sure, whatever. I'll take care of your yeah, accounts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As long as you, you know, help me yeah, win you some awards. Yeah, scratch my back, I yeah. scratch yours. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For and sure. we were able to have a, a great relationship in that way. Okay. In terms of being able to trust each other to get the job done, mm-hmm. trust each other with respect, mm. and get things handled. Okay. And then we ended up, just usually with coworkers, you end up going drinking, you talk about your dreams, your hopes, your goals. Mm-hmm. And he told me his dreams and his hopes and his goals. And his goals were to create an automotive company. Mm. And at the time, that was 2015. Uh, when he told me about his dreams. And it was called Do Cars. So he created the company that we were talking about today mm. back in 2015 with mm. Do Cars. And then he brought me on in 2016 as a marketing consultant. Okay. And we rebranded as Prep Cars. So mm. prepare your car. Okay. Mm. So I was pitching that for about we're a year. There. We're getting there. We're getting, we're getting there. there. We're getting there. We're almost there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It, it's iterations. Yeah. It's time. It's yeah. dedication. You just don't quit. We have a dream. We don't quit. Wow. So Say that again. <laughs> don't quit. Don't quit. There you go. <laughs> so with Prep Car, we were pitching that for a while. And we realized with the industry that no one understood our name. We're like, it's Prep Car. They're like, what? Prep? prep car oh god (laughs) so i remember we had a team at the time we had a team of seven and we were all sitting in downtown seattle and trying to figure out should we rebrand or not because clearly we're all struggling with prep car (laughs) like Mm, say that three times prep car prep car prep car prep car (laughs) it's hard (laughs) and um so we all decided, okay, we're going to rebrand. Of course, I'm up in arms as the marketer. It's like, oh, my God, we're going to rebrand. That means we're going to change everything. The website, the marketing materials, just everything. Yeah. Why? We bought the domain. Um, and then I was like, fine, whatever. We'll just deal with it. And then that evening, so that was around January 3rd, 2018 now. Mm-hmm. So we're this is years now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, January 3rd, 2018, about, I don't remember exactly. I remember I was half asleep. I was ready to actually go to sleep. And then a whisper comes back again. It's mm. like, Priya. I was like, what? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> oh, my God. And it was so dark in my apartment. So I usually keep a notepad, again, organized. I keep a notepad mm-hmm. next to my bed just to scribble things in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. So I was trusting. I was like, I'm going to be able to read this in the morning. So immediately I'm like, Priya. Priya stands for Priya Automotive. Oh, my God. Women. This is going to be great. <laughs> and immediately I'm calling Steven when I wake up. I was like, wow. this is the idea. We wow. got to do these wow. things. Damn. And so since then it took off. It just stuck. It really worked. Priya just sounded like Priya. The best, you know, the best <laughs> ideas come, man. They come, they come at you late when you're not expecting it, it right? It's so random. Like just like the Seattle move. Yeah. I had, when you go through it the first time with the whisper and you recognize the whisper, mm. you're gonna listen to it forever. So mm. Priya was the next yeah. whisper, and now the next whisper, we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's wow. crazy. That's crazy. You gonna so, have me listening for stuff now? <laughs> mm-hmm, I'm just, listening for it for mm-hmm. real. Yeah. Damn. All right. So I know you explained it earlier, but like what really distinguishes that like from other cars? Yeah. All the others like CarMax, Cars.com, you know, all that stuff. So So with most of the automotive companies, they focus on similar verticals. And Mm -hmm. what I mean by that is certain companies focus on new vehicles, used vehicles, month to month leasing Mm -hmm. or 
they focus on demographics. Yeah. Whether they talk about it or not, they do. You yeah, can yeah. see it in their marketing. You can see it in their music. You can see it in who they're talking to. Yeah. And what I noticed, with, at least with Priya, is that we have the opportunity to reach demographics that have been ostracized for so many decades. Mm-hmm. Like, when you look at car commercials today, do you see yourself? Hardly uh, ever. Never. Like, never. <laughs> it's never. Never. Yeah. No. Never. No, unless, like, Burrell Loose is, like, creating a car commercial. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, no. So yeah, right. that's honestly the white space. When mm. we, when Steve and I were both working at the automotive digital marketing firm back in 2014 when we met, that's the space we saw because we dealt with dealerships on a daily basis trying to help them with their marketing efforts. Mm. And every single dealership kept saying, we need women, we need women, we need women. We're not selling enough cars. Our cars are sitting on a lot for 90 days. Mm. Oh my God, we need to make sales. Yeah. And then consumers, like our friends would say, we don't trust them. Yeah. <laughs> Fair, because yeah, yeah. when we did dealership visits, they would literally tell us, we, there would be like a massive computer screen and they would say, this is the bottom price, but we don't talk about the bottom price. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. once you understand the secrets and everything they can actually do and they don't tell you like car delivery, more discounts, mm-hmm. accessories, yeah. things like that. Yeah. We're like, wait, why don't you advertise these things? You need to tell these people, like if you want women entering your site, then you need to say everything that you're offering. Be transparent. Yeah. And not even just yeah. women. If you want people just to shop, yeah. you need to tell us what it yeah. is. Yeah, be, be, be somewhat transparent. Like, be right? somewhat don't give transparent. us everything, but yeah. just give us something. Well, there, there's always that like <laughs> stigma already, you know what I mean? Yeah. About, yeah. Like, car salesmen, so yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. we're trying to basically rewrite the entire rules. I know that's a behemoth, but we're yeah. here to rewrite the whole rules because we are not tethered to a brand. Mm. We are not tethered to a dealership. We are literally just covering the whole thing. We're able to rewrite everything because we didn't enter the industry with any rules. Okay. We entered the industry knowing these are the issues. Mm -hmm. Let's not be aligned with any brand, any dealership, just anything, Mm -hmm. so that we are able to be free and just plug and play anything anything that you need in terms of car shopping and car buying and aftermarket. Mm. So the idea is that with Priya, we are not a dealership. We're in the end your 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 broker. We are your yeah. connector. Yeah. We are your friend. Yes. Yes. We are the person who loves shopping and I'm gonna help you spend some money. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got money, I'll show you how to spend it's it. Like, right? Basically. The homie yeah. That's like looking out. They're like, yeah, 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 I'll go with you, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't get bopped. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then it's even better, you don't even have to be with me. You can tell me your dreams. Like literally tell me your dreams. Like yeah. what are your car dreams? And then go do what you need to do. We'll take care of everything else and we'll mm. tell you what's re- available when it's ready. That's it. So you wow. saved so much time. So wow. much time. That's ne- that's that's so necessary too, right? That's really? so necessary because I was I think we were talking with the homies like, um, it's really just a lack of information too. Yes. Really, you know, with anything you go into with when you're when you're investing your money, obviously you don't want to let it go unless you know where it's going, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. At least somewhat, right? Yeah. So, um, I think you guys are really helping that learning curve speed up a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I think we need that, especially for our generation, the millennials, right? We're coming into disposable incomes now and. Uh-huh. We don't know what the hell we're gonna spend money on. Mm-hmm. We want to get a car. We hear that mm-hmm. that you know after you get a job, get a car, right? Yeah. So um, I'm glad that you guys are available. Thank you. Um, now I do want to talk about some of the things you guys are doing to expand. Obviously, um, I know you mentioned that you are we before this show. You mentioned to me that you guys are starting to want to work with. You guys are starting to work with dealerships, yes. right? And as third party yes. uh, retailers, mm-hmm. right? Now. How do you approach those conversations, right? How do you go in and talk to them and say, hey, can we partner up? We can help yeah. you make money. Is it, is it an easy conversation or is it kind of a, a, a resistant conversation? How would you explain it? So in the end, dealerships just want to sell their cars mm-hmm. because the longer it's on the lot, the more it's going to cost them like thousands of dollars per day. Mm, so wow. that conversation is actually not bad okay. we <laughs> at can help, all. We can help yeah. you, yeah. They're actually already reaching out to us. They reached out to us before we even had a product. 
because I was out there just talking about it. Like, yeah. prayer, 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 prayer. And yeah. they're like, oh my God, we need to get on this. And they realized that the type of people we're attracting, which is basically 74% women, mm. we are the voice almost. Like, yeah. as we are yeah. building this further and further, we are literally niching ourselves into women yeah. and people of color. So it kind of works out really well. Mm. Okay. But here's the kicker. At least with data, when it comes to women and people of color, we pay on average $500 plus for a vehicle that white people usually get. Wow. We pay more Dang, for that wow. same vehicle. Wow. Why is that? Yeah. <laughs> and we don't have <laughs> half of what they have. So yeah. That's crazy. So when you start wow. seeing all the discrimination, all of the, honestly, homophobia, just all of the issues that are happening when mm-hmm. it comes to just car shopping, yeah. it's wild. We, we would never think that stuff exists within that space, though. We just it think it's simple as, hey, everybody drives cars no matter yeah, what your race exactly. is. We're selling people cars. We yeah. don't care what you look like. But yeah. that's yeah, that's interesting. I'm glad you brought that up. And I think it ties into this next question, which we you know, we, we talk a lot about this, yeah. which is um, um the the imposter syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> I hear that a lot, uh-huh. right? And um I've been hearing it and I'm trying to make sense of it, right? Uh-huh. And and I think it makes sense to everybody individually in their own way. But for you and I think for us as a people underrepresented group, um Going into these meetings, right? Going into these dealerships saying, hey, yeah, you know, I always say like, you know, black people, we've been asking for so long. Who are we to go in there and tell someone to ask us for something, right? So we kind of feel like we're not worthy. We kind of feel like, you know, we're, we're, we're going through that imposter syndrome. Yeah. How do you, for people who are listening and watching, like, how can they deal with that? How can they get out of that, break out of that? Or some ways to, to just try to make strides towards getting out of that? As an entrepreneur or as a car shopper? Um, man, honestly, in general, because I think a lot of people deal with that outside of entrepreneurship too, just in different spaces. But like, what are some things that work for you? Mm. And maybe we can, maybe they can take it from you. Imposter syndrome is a tough one because it's something, honestly, I'm going to probably have to deal with for the rest of my life, especially because mm. I'm in the auto industry, yeah. the good old boys club. So <laughs> it's, it's a daily struggle. I will say this. You need to be prepared. You need to study. Like, when we were building out our company back in 2017, when we were branded as Prep Car, I bought VC deals by Brad Feld. I brought I bought so many books just oh. to make sure I knew we were talking about, like, what is seed rounds? What are Series A? Series, just, mm-hmm. what is this? What mm-hmm. is equity? Yeah. How mm. much should I offer? Mm. Um, just everything you need to know when it comes to the type of businesses you're trying to build. Mm. When it comes to car shopping, at least imposter syndrome, the same thing. You need to just, again, come prepared. But that's why pre-exists. Mm. Who has time to do all the research? Mm-hmm. I'm hearing so many stories. We have a hashtag called uh, hashtag people of auto. We basically are duplicating the same thing that hashtag humans, humans of New York has. So mm. we're showcasing stories that are not represented in the media mm. when it comes to automotive. Again, we do not see ourselves mm. represented. Yeah, that's so true. that's my goal with representing the people who are discriminated, mm. <laughs> honestly. Yeah. No, that's real. So I already showcased Asian women or black men or my dream. I'm looking for a Muslim woman. I want a Muslim woman. To showcase oh, they're out here, man. Yeah. yeah, and they just got at least in Dubai, they just got the right to drive. So wow, that's <laughs> that's insane. 2018, they just got the right to drive. Women, that's crazy. Damn. women. That's crazy. I think I did hear that somewhere. Too. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's crazy. And then there's a few first Formula One drivers out there as well. So wow. there's mm. so many things happening in the automotive space in terms of women that I cannot wait to tap into. Yeah. So we have so many options and ways to get in this. Yeah. 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 So when it comes to imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome in the end. We need to be prepared. We need to have a tribe. Mm. Like, I will say this over and over and over again. I am nowhere near 
where I am today if it wasn't for my posse. Mm. And I have people, like 20 groups per sector of my life, whether it's fitness, wellness, business, spirituality, mm. um, intersectionality. Mm -hmm. I have groups for every single thing because it takes a village. Mm. There's no way I could do this by myself. That's real. At all. That's real. <laughs> at all. That's real. That's, that's important. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> that's something that um, you kind of said to us too. Like mm -hmm. that's one of your key values in life is intersectionality. Yes. So what does that like mean to you? For hmm. the people that don't know what it means in general, yeah, what does how, that mean? How would you explain that? How would I explain that? Man, I should have looked at the definition. <laughs> <laughs> What's your definition? So yeah, my definition, I feel like it's literally my life. So being in New York, New Jersey, I grew up identifying myself as just Latina. Mm -hmm. That's it. Okay. Because my community was all Latinos, Dominicans, Puerto Ricans, Colombians, mm -hmm. Peruvians, Argentinians. Mm -hmm. I was surrounded by just Latinos, the okay. Latino diaspora. Yeah. And so it was comfortable. I didn't have to think about my race. I didn't have to think about just, I just roamed the world freely in the mm -hmm. East Coast. I didn't have any yeah. those issues. <laughs> mm. And then when I moved to Seattle, I think that's when the intersectionality came into my, mm -hmm. like to the forefront. That's when I actually had to face my blackness. That's when I had to face or even define what it, what it means to be Latina. No one understood that. They're like, wait, what, what, you're Colombian, mm. but you're black. Yeah, I'm confused. They all they yeah. they box it into just. I was one. like, why are you why yeah. are you boxing me? <laughs> <laughs> Let me out. It's like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, was, I was just always angry, and and I, honestly, lately my friends have told me, it's like, Denise, I think you're angry. It's like I didn't realize that. <laughs> I didn't realize I was just <laughs> fighting everybody, <laughs> and now I realized why, because I had to look inside and realize, oh, it's because. When I moved here, everyone told me how to be, how to act, how to speak. And as a black woman, I felt so offended, mm. but I didn't know what to do because I was at a job. Mm. So at a job, I need to be a good old girl yeah, and, yeah. and code switch and, and code get switch. the code job. Switching. <laughs> code switching, man. I was like, yeah. oh my God, dealer. <laughs> they should teach that in college. They should, they should, teach, a, they should teach a code switching class. Yeah, I honestly is, believe that. I think I got that down. And it's, and it, and it's, sad, it's sad that that has to be taught, but it, it, it's something that's needed. Exactly. Um, so I'm glad you brought up the, the intersectionality topic and as well as you being Afro-Latina. So I actually did some research. I was reading some articles because, again, I'm not the most knowledgeable person on okay. this stuff. But I read a, a article in the Huffington Post. This was like from 2015, but it was centered around what it means to be Afro-Latina. Mm. Um, so I'm going to read a quote from that that I thought was interesting and you could touch on it. So the quote goes, it's obviously about people who identify as Afro-Latino to complicate what it means to be black and Latino and any and any combination because the diversity of black identities often over oversimplified just because people are born are both are born just because people are both doesn't mean they are less of one right okay and so and the quote is from sophia uh rain siraj now the last part of that quote is really what stuck out to me which it says just because people are both doesn't mean they're less of one right so you you know what i mean like it's real it's like i'm both you know what i mean like i'm black and i'm and i'm latino and latina right so yes. um what does that what does that mean to you like what does it mean to you to 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 represent that and i know you're very prideful in that but again does it feel like you have to play both sides how can you just kind of say hey this is what i am and accept it cuz i feel like that's something that needs to kind of be addressed when we're talking about this topic that's an amazing question oh my so yes i do feel like i have to play both sides unfortunately mm -hmm. because of the my upbringing mm -hmm. being raised in newark new jersey and i don't know if you know anything about newark new jersey um it's predominantly black mm -hmm. and i love it number one but mm -hmm. number two i remember vividly in arts high school giving presentations or 
honestly teaching because sometimes I actually taught with a scantron. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I remember some of the my my black were they were friends. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> but some of my black students, colleagues, what do you call them when you're peers. in high school? Peers. There you go. So some associates. My, I, don't know. I was like, I don't know anymore. Um, some of my black peers would say, "Why do you sound so white?" Like, what do you mean? I'm speaking English. What are you talking about? Mm. Like, this is it. I'm not hiding anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so because of that one comment as a child, it completely warps your mind. You're just mm-hmm. like, wait, mm-hmm. am I not enough? Am I not black enough? Mm-hmm. And then what's even worse? So you enter certain Latino communities. Mm. And then they're like, oh, well, your Spanish is a little off. Okay. <laughs> I still know <laughs> yeah. way I can read, yeah. write, and speak it. Oh, well. Or, or even worse, they don't even know I'm Latina, but then they look at my last name, well, are you Latina? Because you don't look it. Mm. What does that look like? Mm. It's a diaspora. Mm. I was shipped from Nigeria, and I landed in Colombia. Mm. Yeah. 23 me. <laughs> 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 I found out. But um, but that's exactly the case. It's just, it feels, it feels like you never win. Mm. It feels like you never win. And yeah. so after a while, you develop a tough skin, and you just realize, you know what? So be it. I'm yeah. just going to do me. Yeah. And if you're angry, then you're angry. If you're angry, then you're angry. But... I'm here to fix both of your lives. Yeah. So stop it. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think it's there's there's power in that though, right? Like you know they say when you know you where you come from, exactly. you know where you're going, right? So I feel like with with you understanding the importance of actually having both sides of that spectrum, um it's kind of a it's I feel like it should be an empowering feeling to know that. Obviously when you're growing up you're trying to figure things out, mm-hmm. but now at this point where you're at in your life, you know, you can use your platform to speak to this, right? Yes. To speak to this, to educate people, right? At the end of the day, it's a lack of knowledge. It is. Whether it's pre- Priya, right? Whether it's, it's going in there trying to buy a car, I don't know how to buy a car, I don't know what I should be knowing, or whether it's, you know, um, understanding people's cultures and where they come from. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think you just got to keep using your platform, man, regardless. Yeah, I'm man. so excited to use the... Uh, like, For I real. did research over the weekend about the intersectionalities in North America, and what I mean by that is the percentage of women, the percentage of men, the percentage of XY culture. Mm. Turns out, Colombians are the second largest Latino culture in the United States. Really? I'm Damn. Colombian. I was like, wow. this is great. Wow, I didn't know that. I'm doing this... the research. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> it's like, this is supposed to be, this mm. is happening. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Wow. I love, I love, I love finding new shit out. We're everywhere. That's the thing. That's the, but that's the thing, like, it's it's kind of treading that line where ooh I'm about to I'm about to rock their world when I tell them about this shit, <laughs> but then at the same time you're like I might really just shatter their whole existence and what they believe what they've believed their whole life. Amen. So, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like you you like you said you can't really win, right? Like I can't go in here and tell him, hey man, the sky's green, bro. I looked it up, and, he, <laughs> looked it up. and then the day he realizes it is green, he's gonna be like, man, my whole life's a lie. Like you know I've been living a lie, I've been living foul. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, it's tough. It's tough, but at the end of the day, you gotta live in your truth, right? Amen. Yeah, that's all I can do. You gotta live in your truth. Yeah. That's. I mean, yeah. I mean, what else are you living for if you don't live in your truth? That's exactly. Real. Yeah. I keep thinking about honestly, the reason I'm so passionate about this business, or at least winning in life, is because of my parents and my grandparents. Mm. My grandmother commuted. <laughs> she she left Colombia to make a life in the United States. Mm. She, again, a blind move. That's why I wasn't yeah. so fearful of moving yeah. from New Jersey mm. to Washington. Yeah. I'm like, I'm still in the United States. Mm. What's the worst yeah, going to happen? Yeah. I can just yeah. go back home. My grandmother, that's a totally different story. Mm. My mother, that's a totally different story. Mm. They didn't have, first of all, the financial resources to just be like, oh, it didn't work out. Let me just yeah. go right back. Yeah. No, you have to make it work. Wow. So she moved from Cali, Colombia, all the way to uh, Manhattan, 
to make it happen. (laughs) So that's a lot of grit and she's alive. So I always ask her stories like, oh, how did you do this? What happened? And she has a very intense story of how she landed in the United States. But because of her, I have these opportunities. Mm -hmm. I keep seeing my cousins or my family members back in Colombia because it's like 95% of them are still there. Mm -hmm. I go there almost every single year. And I can see literally what my life could have been if my parents didn't move mm. and i'm grateful i'm so yeah. privileged yes we are black we are no yeah <laughs> i get yeah. it but in the end we do have privilege oh we do we do have privilege we do and so the goal is i want to be able to affect so much change that i can give back without any constraints or strings to the african diaspora mm. honestly all mm. my co- my brothers and my cousins hey it's real <laughs> like, let's make this yeah. happen that's real man and it takes again it takes us being able to use our platform to to give you a platform to share what you're doing, right? Thank so you. people can have this representation. Mm-hmm. And someone's going to be watching this episode or listening to this episode, <laughs> and they're going to feel like, oh, I learned something today, right? And that's what we aim for. Um, and so just so I, I have one more question um, that I want you to answer because I actually had the opportunity to go attend um, UW's BSU meeting yesterday, and it was centered around entrepreneurship and, mm-hmm. and really trying to you know, share some advice with uh, some of the students there. And I had this one young lady come up to me after and she has so many ideas, like so many bright business ideas and she's trying to figure it out. She's like, people are telling me this, people are telling me this, my parents are telling me this and she's still young. She's still, you know, in the middle of her college, uh, her college career. Mm -hmm. And so for the young women out there who are struggling and trying to figure out how to find their niche, right? um, I guess what's the best advice? Obviously you kind of shared that you tried a lot of stuff. What's what's the best advice you'd give to her or someone else who, who needs to know how to just push through because your breakthrough is coming. Yes, yes, yes. I think, so I will, I, I'll, I'll wrap it in a story. So about a year ago, I was laid off. They were like, oh, we need to reduce our funds. So mm-hmm. I was laid off from my corporate job, and I took Priya on full-time. Mm-hmm. So full-time entrepreneur, networking every single day, listening to different people, different advice. Everyone has something to say. Everyone has an opinion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is what I'm getting at. The biggest advice that I've taken to heart and that I've been honestly giving to everyone is do not take advice from anyone who's not living the life you want to live. Mm. If, For instance, if you want to build a multi-billion dollar company, are you going to listen to your parents about building a multi-billion dollar company? No, you got to listen no. to somebody that Sorry, pops. It. Sorry, yeah. mom. Yeah. Can't do it. So for her, That's who's real. like, That's oh, real. my mom, my dad, my cousins, my, my teacher, well, whoever, I'm just like, okay, but are they doing what you want to do? No. Are they living the life you want to live? No. Oh, my manager this. So your manager, who's still working 80 hours a week, complaining and telling you what to do, are they living the life you want to live? So what are we doing? Mm. That Honestly, I can go on a tangent about this. That's it's real. so frustrating because once you see, you can't unsee. And once you start to realize, oh, when it comes to at least business practices and at least grit and, and mindset, then you need to go to someone who's doing it yeah, right. So yeah. you need to network. That's you real. need to network. You need to find the people who have fruit in the tree who, who, who are able to show you this is the way. Mm-hmm. I've done this already. Mm-hmm. Here's the shortcut because the work has been done because they have the Rolodex. Mm. Or for kids who don't know what Rolodexes are, <laughs> um, your contact card, your yeah. V-dash, whatever. Yeah. A little, little black book for some I don't some know, your there. iPhone, <laughs> your BlackBerry. Yeah. But yeah. I grew up in the Rolodex age. Like literally I was Rolodexing. Uh-huh. So... You want someone who has those connections so you can get it done. Mm. That's the only reason why Priya is even able to get as far as we have in one year. Mm, (laughs) Because of constant networking every single day. I always say this. People put people on, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's crazy because a lot of people overlook, like, 
like the answer's right there. Just look at somebody who did it. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, and school were punished. And school yeah. were fu- well, do it makes sense. And no, school were right. punished yeah. for cheating yeah. or plagiarizing. Yeah. We don't want you to do that, students. Yeah. But when it comes to life, that is the secret. Wow. Literally the secret. Wow. That <laughs> yeah. was big. That was, that was big. big. I'm glad you. I'm glad you oh, answered my. that the way you did too. Yeah. Um. I yeah. hope. I hope. I hope she's listening to this because <laughs> <laughs> she definitely can use this advice, and I can use it too. I think everybody yeah. can use it. Um, now, before we get you out of here, I do want to also give you a chance to just talk briefly on some things that are coming down the pipeline. I know you got some yeah. exciting things, and obviously they're probably way more in depth. But if you can kind of give us some, you know, a little rundown, what's coming up? Yeah, with I'm everything. So excited! So right now we're hiring. <laughs> we need oh, to hire. Yeah, we have three employees, and oh my god, <laughs> there's so much work to do. Again, mm. auto, and I told mm. you our dreams, which is connecting everything for your automotive life. So okay. that's a lot. That's financing. That's parts. That's accessories. That's mm-hmm. The car itself. Yeah. We need people. So we're hiring like crazy at the moment. We are in the middle of fundraising. Mm. So yes, I am one of those statistics of 2% of black women get funded in the VC world. Mm. <laughs> oh my. So we're trying to break down those barriers as well yeah. and create pipelines for other women. Yes. My goal is basically get this done so I can lift other women up. Mm. Yeah. And then the other things in the pipeline is just expect the marketing. Hey, I'm excited. It's about to go down. It's going to be like MTV Cribs cars <laughs> type <Damn>. thing. <laughs> I missed that show. <laughs> well, we're going to bring it back. Hey, let's get we're it. We're literally bringing it back with the cars. Let's get it. So let's get it. No, that's that's well, dope. So, yeah, Thank so, you. Well, since you're talking about marketing, yeah. what's Instagram handles, website, yes, all that. I totally should be giving that. Yeah. Hi. <clears throat> so our website is www.priya.io. Mm-hmm. Our Instagram is priya.io mm. our twitter is priya.io mm. and from there you can just find us everywhere and she got it down pat yeah. <laughs> don't worry though don't worry we'll definitely plug we'll definitely plug all those yeah. handles as well on all our socials Thank you. um now before i get you out of here i always ask all our guests this question if you're familiar with the show um this is this is the golden question i think i called it that last episode mm-hmm. um and this is one that's going to kind of sum up everything we talked about but also cast ahead you know where this is going this journey the, the denise story right um so if you can, what's one word to describe what keeps you on the up and up? Resilience. Mm. And you can kind of explain. Yeah, you oh that. my, yeah. I think I did. <laughs> I did. Again, first of all, my career is not even straight. I know, I know. <laughs> I know. Casey, no, no, definitely. Resilience. And Resilience, if you, if that's you, it. If, if, I mean, if you made it this far into the episode, then what, there's nothing left to be said, yeah, right? No, <laughs> right. Uh, but no, nah, man, definitely thank you for coming to the show and – Man, thank you for sharing your story. I, you. It's very powerful. Um, I think we all learned a lot. I know I learned a lot. Yeah. Just right here. I'm always That's learning. I did. I'm always sure. learning. Yeah. I'm always learning, man. On the, I'm always learning on the job. OTJ. Forever student. On the job training. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On the job training. Shout That's, out, Joaquin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but anyway, we do wish you so much success with thank everything you. that's coming. You guys are just getting started. Yeah. And um, shout out to Steven as well. Steven O'Nana. Yes, yes, yes. Shout out to the rest of your team. And, um, you know, we wish you much success. We got you, you got our support. You know thank what I'm you, saying? Thank you. Always. Yeah. Um, and with that being said, I think it's safe to say, my man. And everybody in the building. Go ahead, say Denise it. Denise Aguilar is officially a member of the Up and Up. Let's yeah. get it. <laughs> let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Yo, what up? It's Rubino. And this is DJ Earn. We hope you enjoyed that episode and that now you have a better understanding of what it means to live life on the Up and Up. To continue supporting the podcast and the entire Up and Up movement, be sure to rate, review, like, and subscribe. As well as follow us at underscore the Up and Up on all social media platforms to stay connected with everything the Up and Up has coming your way. Thanks for listening. And until the next one, keep it on the Up and Up.